Today, learn from a seller from Australia who became a seven-figure seller in the United States and the advice he has for foreigners who want to break into the American market. Learn about this as well as a lot of his mistakes, and even he'll tell us about a pub in Australia where all you need is underwear to get in. How's it going, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Serious Seller Podcast by Helium 10. This is Bradley Sutton, your host, and today I've got a friend of mine here, Richard, joining me. Him and I have been together on a certain mastermind group on Facebook for the last couple of years. It used to be called Zon Squad. What, what's, what's the name of it now? Brand Owners by Six Leaf. That's right. So if you guys want to be on that mastermind group, you can apply you know, to be there, Brand Owners by Six Leaf, but that's how we originally met now. Richard, how's it going today? Well, thanks, Brad. How are you, mate? I'm doing good. So from your accent, I'm assuming you're from Texas, right? <laughs> yeah, down under. Da- down under, te- down yeah. under. All right. So from Australia. So that, that's kind of like what I wanted to bring you on because I remember, you know, reading about your story in our little mastermind group and you're actually, you know, from Australia, but while you were living there, you started a profitable business in Amazon USA. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. Okay. So there's a lot of people out there, maybe in other countries, whether it's Australia, whether it's in Germany, you know, whether it's in Japan. And of course, Amazon USA is the number one market. So a lot of people are interested in selling on that market. So I'd like to talk to you a little bit about your journey on how, as a foreigner, you were able to sell on Amazon USA and maybe some advice for other sellers. So first of all, what, what got you interested in the first place uh, for Amazon USA? Uh, it's kind of like, just why not? So that was the question we really asked. It's like, like you said, it's the biggest market. And we thought, well, let's, you know, try and be a small fish in a big market to start with. That was our logic. Okay. So, so were you already, did you already have physical products? Like were you already selling in Australia or were you completely starting from scratch? So yeah, no, we produced the products in China and shipped them to America and it was completely that, that was it completely off the bat and it, it, everything landed in America and that's where it started. So, so it's, you didn't have a existing business in Australia where you had like a shop or something that you were selling products and you're like, Hey, I want to sell this stuff in Amazon USA. You just started from scratch and it was like your first venture into selling these products was Amazon. Correct. Yeah. Completely from scratch, man. Ah, oh, okay. That's interesting. So, uh, did, did you hit a home run on your first product or did it take a couple of times? First product was was a dud. Second product was pretty good, um, just a bit smaller in terms of volume and price point. And then the third product was a misdesign. So we redesigned it and that fourth product was a beast and it took off. Awesome. Awesome. So like what, what was your top selling year? Like, you know, have you reached six figures or? I is seven figure seller. Seven figure seller. So seven figure seller from Australia. Actually, actually now you're living where? Uh, I'm currently in Brazil. That see, that's a life right there. You, you make all this money. I was like, hey, I'm gonna go live in paradise uh, for for a little bit. That's really cool. So your your story is kind of inspiring. Now, did you have like some kind of special ability? Like you were a marketing genius. You were an independent millionaire who had unlimited funds to invest in order to start your business. Or what would you say? Business partner and I really just came from corporate management. Um, so yeah, I guess we kind of, we just knew systems, so to speak and research. So 
for example, like you, you want to go, you know, um, shameless plug, but we read the helium 10 blog or on the six leaf blog. So, nice. you know, we, we, <laughs> we knew, knew, knew from our background where to go, find good information. We filtered the right people to get the information, like both um, in person and online. So for us, it's really like resource assimilation and then um, critiquing certain situations and analyzing. So I'm a big numbers guy, really. So, so in other words, it, it's nothing really special Mm-mm. that you were, I mean, that you had that other people might not have access to that uh, help you get your success. It, the way, the way that you got success, kind of anybody could duplicate that with the yeah. right determination. Yeah, I totally agree. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now here's, here's where I really wanted to get into because the people who are in other countries, this is what I get asked a lot. How do you start a business in Amazon USA? If you're not a U.S. citizen, like what, what are the, what is the process of signing up? How is it different than like, you know, me as an American, I'm assuming there are differences. So what are some of those? Uh, so I like, okay. Uh, I've kind of signed up with both businesses as we have ended up getting an LLC and the differences that so you I got an LLC in the U S or you're talking about uh, a corporation correct. that was based in Australia. Okay. In the U S. So, so we, we started with an Australian business and then we moved on to an LLC. Um, not, you don't have to at all. Like don't, don't anyone in the audience get confused at all. You don't, I'm not even sure you need a business in Australia to register. So what I was trying to distinguish is that I've done both. I've registered with both and the difference I can tell is just about nothing. Like it just, it's not a barrier to entry at all. Wow. Okay. So now what are some of the maybe hardships that you had, you know, not being here in the United States that maybe a U.S. seller might not have had that, you know, other foreign sellers interested in selling in the USA should be maybe aware of and prepared for? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it's always nice to have friends. Um, so, you know, like you can substitute friends for making a Facebook group to get your early reviews. Um, so, you know, get a bit of a following behind you. That would be one thing. And kind of the second thing you either probably want like longer term when you, you know, you're scaling and you're trying to do product control, for example, and you're having product issues. Um, it'd be nice to, I mean, you can still ship it internationally too, actually. Um, but it, it's always nice to s- kind of have someone on the ground in America to do something. So, you know, like you could always try and form a friendship on a group like we met in Bradley. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just having someone stateside in case they're physically needed there is nice, but there's ways around it too. Like you can get um, services like redirectmypost.com or something and they'll redirect your your post to Germany so you can send stuff to yourself and then have it. So to, to be honest, there's not, I don't know. There's, there's, I've never heard of that. That's pretty cool. actually. Yeah. Well, you guys have everything. So why would you need to send something to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> the, the rest of the world needs American stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay. So when you would send your inventory, have you always just sent it directly from, you know, China or wherever to Amazon or do you send it, do you use three PLs or, or what's your process like as far as that goes? Uh, yeah, a bit of both, but mainly just FBA for now. Um, this year we'll probably be digging deeper into three PL. So are are you, are you able to turn your inventory over kind of fast? Because like, let's say you have a big MOQ and you don't know if you're going to sell all of it right away, you know? So if 
I, I would think that maybe a danger would be you have a brand new product and maybe your MOQ is 2000. You send all 2000 to Amazon and it doesn't sell well. Like, has that happened to you or how do you avoid yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, no, yeah, exactly. But no different to any of my American friends, um, with too much inventory. So it, it, yeah, definitely something we faced and learned hard lessons from mate. Okay. Well, speaking of hard lessons, what, what is like maybe the worst thing that's, that's happened to you, you know, so far, would you say? Um, I'd say quality. All right, no, so if I can just say generally products. So we kind of ignored products at one stage. So we didn't do product control. We didn't do product development and we didn't do inventory management um, correctly. So we had poor quality and that really and like what, what you were running out of stock or being overstocked uh, sometimes. Yeah. So we were overstocked and we we're overstocked with like quote unquote bad products. They didn't fit the market well enough. Wow. So, you know, we had a really good run and then I got a little bit too excited on the, on the trigger and ordered too many of products that weren't already proven. So I guess my advice there would be prove the product and make sure you latch onto quality like, like a bulldog. Don't let go of quality. Don't drop the ball on quality because nothing, nothing will slow you down quicker than bad quality. Yeah. Yeah. What other than that, like, have, do you have any horror stories of something really bad that that's happened? Like maybe, you know, somebody died using your product or I, I don't know, so, <laughs> something really crazy that's happened to your Amazon oh. business that could happen to somebody else that you want to give a heads up to. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, someone broke their tailbone, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I laugh because it's like, yeah, somebody broke their tailbone. <laughs> it wasn't that funny. Well, I actually rang him. I got what kind of person? All right. All right. Uh, that does it for today's episode of uh, serious sellers <laughs> podcast. We got a, a real morbid person here. I don't like talking to people like, no, but seriously though. Like, uh, so like, did, did you get sued or, or what happened? No, nothing. You just want to talk about it, but it, it comes with the territory, right? Like, um, you know, you don't see a car, you don't see a car company for crashing into a tree when you're drunk. So, um, <laughs> Okay, maybe you do, but yeah, man, um, I don't know. Now, now I'm thinking about that. I don't know. I, I just trying to, you know, like it, it, it kind of just comes with the territory of this. And um, all right, what about what about just things with Amazon? Like, has Amazon ever suspended you or anything like that? Yeah, we got Amazon. Amazon suspended us for review manipulation. Um, so that was I crossed the line. So I deserved it. Shame Amazon. on you. See, I told you guys, I, I knew something about this, Richard. He laughs at people <laughs> who break their tailbones. He manipulates reviews, but you, you learn from that mistake. You know, I'm sure, uh, you know, uh, yeah. a lot of people are doing that, that kind of stuff and guys, it's just, it's just not worth it. How much would you estimate you lost because you were suspended during that time? Oh, tens of thousands, if not, you know, more because of the flow and effect. Yeah. So uh, guys, it's not, it's not worth it, you know, to, to, to try and do gray area things because, you know, eventually, especially when it comes to reviews, because Amazon is so how should I say sensitive because of all the bad press that they get about reviews. So that there's a good example. See, yeah. I, I like this. This is, this is a serious, you know, Richard is somebody who's not out there trying to sell a $10,000 course, but he's just got an interesting story and he's just like any, any of you guys. And so, uh, it's nice to, it's kind of refreshing to, to hear about your mistakes as well as your, your successes. I remember before you had a big issue though, like with, with customs or something like that, you might've mentioned in the in our, in our Facebook group. Well, what happened there? Yeah, yeah, we forgot the made in China label and, uh, Oh yeah. Just wiped five figures off us in customs duties. Um, oh and that goodness. was, that was when we were starting, um, too. So 
you know, like you're reaching around from your desk at 35 levels up in your corporate job and you're like, you're, you're talking to Hong Kong and you're like, where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? And they're like, oh no, it's still waiting with the um, customs. And you're like, oh, when's it going to be cleared? And then yeah, $10,000 later, it's cleared. So what happened with that? Like, did you have to trash it or did you have to like at the port make some, have somebody put the labels on or how did you get out of that jam? Yeah. Yeah. You, correct. Um, I think it was the people at the port put it on. And, um, you know, at one stage the customs were talking about getting Nico like a pen and writing it on. Like it, it turned into a bit of a, into a bit of a circus. Like the mariachi band walked in. <laughs> what? No, like we were just playing this like, so, so Richard, I think the caipirinha is the number one drink in Brazil there. How many of those have you had before you came on with us? Hey, be honest. <laughs> no, I'm uh, completely sober today, but on the weekend it is Australia day. So it's our 4th of July equivalent. And, um, we are, we are known to have a couple. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. I, I think this might be the only time uh, on our serious sellers podcast. We're going to, we're going to have somebody admit that they were doing review manipulation and they were laughing at people with tailbone injuries and talking about mariachi bands. Yeah. This is definitely an interesting interview here. I like it. All right. So what else? No. Okay. So that was kind of what we talked about a couple of horror stories there about, you know, the, the customs uh, issue with your made in China and, you know, other, other things that have happened to you. But now tell me something really positive. Like what's something really cool <laughs> that has happened? Like maybe you did an amazing lightning deal or, or you sold a million dollars in, Christmas or something, something like that. Give me a good story for our listeners. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, oh yeah. Yeah. So prime, prime day, our first prime day. So we didn't really know about it going in pretty um, wet behind the ears and my operations manager is like, Oh yeah, we should put this up for a deal. And I'm like, no, like why? Like, you know, why would you bother? And then <laughs> long story <laughs> short, uh, that, that one product that he said he put up, it was like, uh, I was in London. So the time difference was about, I don't know, I think 10 hours from Cali and it started at 4 a.m. And like I checked sales at like 11 a.m. or something. And I was like, hey, like, what, what's going on? And I like message operations. I'm like, hey, what's this? And then just dit, 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 and then closer to $200,000 later, uh, Prime Day was over. And $200,000 yeah. in one day? Yeah, so I kind of ate my oh words. My God. On, on how many products or how many different SKUs? Oh, like six, but the majority was made up from two. That's crazy. So, so what did your your partner do? Did he do a special Prime Day deal, and that's how you got that, or what happened there? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had two LDs. We had two Lightning deals on the day. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. It's not all bad news, but. Uh, Interesting. Interesting. So anyways, any tips for like, you know, let's say we have, you know, somebody from Australia, somebody from Germany who's interested to sell in Amazon USA, any, any tips or words of wisdom? Uh, and please don't say manipulate reviews or laugh at your customers who hurt themselves. I just one email to my list that was misinterpreted by Amazon. That's my, um, that's my legal team talking. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> So I was using my own list. I wasn't using a bloody Facebook review group or something. Um, <laughs> so to a German or an Aussie or anyone overseas from the US, ah, well, just flat out, don't let geography stop you. It's 2019. Like 
just if you want to get into the biggest market in the world, just do it. Uh, just yeah, don't let it stop you. Okay, that's that's great to know. It sounds like it. There's not a lot of obstacles. I think a lot of people get really paranoid about. Oh, I don't have like for example. Do you need a U.S. bank account to be able to operate as a foreigner? No. Oh wow, you don't even need to do that. That's 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 pretty amazing. All right, now this is something that you you have no idea was coming, but. You being from Australia, how much do you know about American sports? I like a bit. Like I know that um, the football is coming to the pointy end of the season right now. Okay. All right. So if I were to tell you, let's see, the team name Cowboys, what sport oh, am I talking about? Denver Cowboys. No, that's Denver Broncos. Oh, there you go. Okay. Think about I it. Know, I know Denver. Don't Google it. I can hear if you're going to click on uh, your, I tell, I tell people who I tell this, so I can hear if you're clicking. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, come what on. sports? Or the sport? It's got to be a southern team. I know my job. Good. Good. I hear you clicking. Are you cheating? No. Nah, Don't no, be googling. I, I swear. Look, I'll turn on video. I swear to goodness. Oh my um, goodness! I don't trust somebody who manipulates reviews. My goodness. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're never going to hear the end of that one now. Against terms of service. Um. No, nah, I don't know. Dallas. So oh, close. Dallas Cowboys football. Yes. I knew it was in the South. Too. It had to be in the South. Yep. yep. You got that. You, you, I kind of gave you a hint by saying you had a uh, Texas accent at the beginning uh, of the episode uh, here. So that's so annoying. I've been to Dallas too. All right. Now the second thing I wanted to ask you, Oh, uh, first of all, where, where in Australia are you and where in Brazil are you from and are you at? Oh, okay. So currently I'm in Belo Horizonte, which is translates to beautiful uh, Belo Horizontal. Is okay. how it reads in English. All right. And in Australia, where's your hometown? Yeah, Brisbane. All right. So if I'm going to Brisbane or if I'm going to Bella <laughs> Horizont, Nate, give us, you know, me or our listeners a go-to pub or amazing local restaurant that like oh. not many people know about. So one, one <laughs> each. It's, you know, usually I've only asked this to a couple of our, uh, our uh, users, but I'm going to start asking them. So like, since you're okay. in two places at once, give me one in each location that is a must-go-to place. Okay. Brisbane, the Royal Exchange Hotel. The only thing you need to enter is underwear. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Good to know. And, oh, here. Ha, ha, have you gone there in only underwear? Uh, no, but I would have gone in there next to, you know. Okay. It, it was like a frat equivalent sort of bar kind okay. of thing. Yeah, All so. right. And now how about in uh, where you're at in Brazil? Belo Horizonte. <laughs> yeah, it's a mouthful. Um, a churrascaria. That's what they call the steakhouse, oh, right? Churrascaria. Thing. All right. Um, if you want, this is, this is really authentic. Like this is, it's called Palech, which is P-A-L-L-A-T-E. And you serve your own food, which is very common in Brazil. And you pay by the weight. What's, so. What the heck does pay by the weight mean? So oh, the wait, the wait. I, I thought you meant wait yeah. as in like, I'm going to wait for you for five minutes. I was like, <laughs> so, so like if I have to wait an hour for the food, it's free or, you know, so, so wait, W-E-I-G-H-T. You're being- yeah, yeah. Okay. By the kilo. But, you know, they go by the kilo here. So just letting all your um, audience in America know the rest of the world goes on this system called metric because it, it makes a lot more. I mean, just cause yeah. Just Richard, we're not stupid. I know you think Americans are stupid. <laughs> I, we understand that. Oh, no. My God. <laughs> Honestly, mate. <laughs> all right. All right. So, okay. Yes. So in, I know. Yeah. UK. Oh, no. Like, 
uh, Australia is a metric too. It's only UK, I believe, and US, if I'm not mistaken, are are on the yeah, uh, whatever you call it that we're Imperial. on. Imperial. Okay, so then you, you weigh your food, and then so if you if you're a dainty eater or you don't eat much, then I'm assuming you don't pay much. But if you're somebody like me who eats two kilos of food per sitting, then I'm gonna have to pay a little little bit extra. Correct. Yeah. Exactly right. All right. Well. If I go to Brisbane or over there, I expect you to take me to these uh, spots. And I don't know if you know this, but I I am a sumo wrestler. So I'm assuming if I wear my sumo belt only in Brisbane, that'll that'll be allowed. Uh, Just pack it, mate. Pack there it. you go. Hey, no shame. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Well, this has been definitely an interesting interview. But as you guys can see, the reason why I brought Richard on is, as you guys can see, this is a real guy. This guy is like you or me. You know, he is not some amazing guy who was a marketing genius who had an amazing plan and venture capital. And that's why he was successful. I really wanted to show you guys, and you guys can probably see how genuine he is that, that this is a regular guy. So if he can do it, you know, any of you can do it. And that's kind of like the, the way I, for those of you who don't know, I used to be a, a, a pretty popular Zumba instructor where I would travel the world doing Zumba classes. And the reason why my classes were so popular was not because I'm an amazing dancer, which I'm not, but is because I was a sumo wrestler and I became a Zumba instructor. So then people looked at me and they're like, wow, if this guy, this fat sumo guy could become a Zumba dance instructor, then I could do it. So that's the kind of thing I want you guys to take from this, not to become a Zumba instructor, to become a sumo wrestler, but that any <laughs> anybody with the right determination, I mean, even this Richard guy who thinks Americans are stupid and who thinks that who thinks that the Cowboys are from Denver. I mean, if he can become a seven figure seller, guys, you guys can too. So I know this is called the serious sellers podcast. We got kind of a silly on this episode. This is the silly sellers podcast today, but I hope at least you guys can see that how genuine it is. Now, if, if somebody is interested, maybe Richard in getting some help, personal help from you about their Amazon business or some advice uh, on selling in the U.S. If they're a foreigner, you have an email address or website or anything that people can use to contact you. Yeah, sure. So they can. I, I do a little bit, bit of boutique consulting. Um, so my email is Richard at VictorAndHerbert.com. That's Victor V I C T O R A N D H E R B E T dot com. VictorAndHerbert.com. All right. Where then that name came from, that'll be for another episode because that's kind of an interesting <laughs> uh, domain name right there. Anyways, Richard, thank you. Obrigado for, for being with us uh, today. And uh, I'll see you in our little uh, mastermind group. And hopefully some people might join, you know, there that make sure to give us a shout out that you heard about Richard from there. So anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Richard, for being on. And we'll talk to you later.